Good oral health is about more than just brushing and flossing your teeth. Dental disease is 100% preventable, and it starts at home with you. Yep, you heard me right. Cavities are a disease and not something our children should just get. Your mouth is a window into your body, and it has an effect on your speech, breathing, chewing, heart health, so much more, and we're not listening to it. Come along with me on this journey, and I'll give you a whole new perspective of the importance of taking care of your mouth and the long-term effects it has not only on your oral health, but also your overall systemic health. On this podcast, we'll bring you a mixture of professionals, experts in the field that will give you advice and action steps you can take with your kids in different situations. We're also going to have moms, dads, caregivers, just like you, having the same struggles that you are, because together we can make a difference and help keep our kids healthy. Because a healthy mouth is a healthy body and a healthy life. And it all starts with you. Welcome back to the Healthy Mouth Movement Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about collaboration to optimize your health. Imagine getting up every day full of energy, like you were in your 20s or 30s again. What would it be like? What would it be worth to you? What is your health worth to you? Think about it. Your health isn't everything, but without it, everything else is nothing. And yet too many of us are taking it for granted until something goes wrong. How do I know this? Because I've lived it. No one wakes up hoping to get a diagnosis with a disease or chronic illness. Yet we've never been taught how to be proactive on our health journey, how to be preventive. And our healthcare system today looks at symptoms when you get sick. We don't talk about what to do to prevent illness and even when to start. Throughout our school career, we didn't talk about the basics that you need to survive and thrive in life. We rely on our parents to give us this information. But what if our parents don't have healthy habits? What if they didn't learn this stuff? How are they going to teach us? Who's going to teach our children? And this is stuff that we really need to know when we're young. If you're a woman thinking about having a child, there are certain things that you need to know about your body and your breathing that will help your child survive and thrive. If you're a mouth breather, you're getting 18% less oxygen to your brain. So if you're getting 18% less oxygen, think about how much less oxygen your baby is getting as they're growing in your womb. As an oral health coach, I believe that it's time that this information is made available to everyone, combining new knowledge around your health and the ability to get this information at your fingertips. We have tests now that can be done in the comfort of your own home, allowing you to optimize your health today for your future. But you have to know what to look for. Paying attention to integrative healthcare to learn as much as possible about breathing, nutrition, detoxification. What are your individual needs? It can be difficult to know what to do and who to follow for this advice that you might need. Again, our healthcare system is actually a sick care system. And most people don't even look to see a doctor until there's a problem. Western medicine doesn't look at your body as a whole. They look at your symptoms and they treat that symptom and that part of your body. That was my experience with breast cancer. They didn't ask me about my gums or my gums bleeding. They didn't ask me what signs or symptoms that I had. It was just, let's look at this breast. Let's take care of this breast. And let's only look at that one breast. So there has to be a cause and an illness. And it's not usually something that happens. It's something that develops over time. 
how many of us are proactively seeking tests to see what we're deficient in. So that way we can make small changes to prevent a bigger problem. If I had known about these tests six years before I was diagnosed with breast cancer, I absolutely would have taken a blood test to see what I was deficient in. I didn't get those blood tests taken until I was diagnosed with cancer. So I went Western and Eastern medicine, but I got those tests before I had the cancer. So then after I had the cancer, I knew had something to compare. I had something baseline and I was very low in vitamin D and I had no idea. So you eat the way that you eat your whole life, depending on how our parents eat and you stick with the same brands. Usually I know that I buy the same brands that my mom bought growing up. So then something happens and now you're being asked to eat differently, to use different products. It's really hard to change that. It's hard for me to make a change. I still want to go buy Tide detergent, but you don't know what you don't know. And a lot of times you don't even know where to start. And you've got your brain taking things in and you're asking yourself, why are you doing this? Your brain's thinking, what? why are all these changes happening? And so it's easy for you to just revert back to the old way. We would all love wealth beyond our wildest dreams. And most Americans work their whole lives to retire, and then they spend their wealth or their hard-earned savings on healthcare. What if you live a really long time? That would be wonderful. I know that's what I want to do. I want to be able to make memories with my friends and my family, but that all costs money. And I spent a whole year spending my savings on healthcare, on deductibles, on medications. So you need wealth to make all of this stuff happen, to be able to make these memories. But for a huge portion of that, I couldn't even go to work. So there was six weeks that I didn't make any money. I just spent money. And so I also missed Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, because I didn't leave my bed. And I don't want that to happen again. I want to do whatever I can to make sure that I stay healthy so I can be there with my family. And I don't need my family and friends taking care of me. Don't get me wrong. I am grateful that I had those people in my life that were willing to care for me at the lowest point of my life. But at the same time, I wished that I hadn't. I wish that I was there to take care of those people. So what's the point of all of this, right? And what's the point of having wealth if you don't have your health, does that make sense? And it happens more often than not. We work really, really hard to build up our wealth and we sacrifice our health in the process. How many of you are doing that or have known somebody to do that? Or our parents, we watched our parents do that. And that's not good either. So now that I had cancer and I've watched other family members suffer from disease, my uncle Terry, I watched him. I watched my mother-in-law suffer from a cancer. My uncle had cancer. I've watched a patient of mine have leukemia, started with diabetes, as did my uncle, and then they both ended up having a cancer diagnosis. So we want both wealth and health in order to live our best lives, but we have to start with our habits and our choices. So how do we get there? Well, we have ideal partnerships and collaborations, and there are all kinds of ideal partnerships and collaborations, whether it's with our family, our friends, who we choose to surround ourselves with. We have romantic partnerships, business partnerships, sports partnerships, but have we thought about health partnerships and who we need in our corner? We might need more than just a doctor. We might need a doctor, a dentist, a myofunctional therapist, 
a physical therapist, a nutritionist, all kinds of people that we can partner with so they can help us take responsibility for our health. It might take a number of practitioners collaborating for you to have optimal health. I know that when I was raised, we only went to the doctor when we got sick and the doctor makes you better, right? But these days, it's not the doctor's responsibility to make you better. And there's a whole new way of healthcare, holistic practitioners looking at your whole body, Eastern medicine, not just treating one body part and the symptoms that you're having, but looking at the body as a whole and what caused you to be sick, right? What is out of balance in your body? Because cavities are a pH balance and an airway issue. Your tongue is not in the proper place. It's not functioning correctly. And healthcare is big business. We no longer have that general physician that the whole family sees that looks at your whole body. Now we look at something and it's more like a conductor. Your doctor will listen and then they'll refer you to another doctor for a specific problem. And then they'll put you on medications that create another problem. And then they send you to another doctor or they give you one medication and then they give you another medication to counteract that. So when they give you the chemotherapy pill and the aromatase inhibitor, they put you on something to build your calcium because it leaches your calcium. So to me, that just doesn't make a lot of sense. And so my breast cancer journey for me was more about protocols and what their protocol is rather than treating me my individual needs and listening to what I was telling them about my body. So when I had my first surgery, I had a severe allergic reaction. And because they mixed so many drugs, I didn't know what it was. I didn't know if it was the tramadol. I didn't know if it was the prednisone. I didn't know if it was some of the anti-inflammatory, the muscle relaxers, the aromatase inhibitor. It was so much. I ended up having to stop everything and even stopping my supplements because everything was making me break out after that. And then when I went for my second surgery, I had them put a medical band on me that said, please do not give me a narcotic because I swore that it was the narcotic. I woke up from surgery and I felt amazing. And then I got the shakes and they pumped something in my IV. And I asked them, if you have to give me something, give me like a child's doses, give me half the dose of what you give everyone else. So within 15 minutes of her pumping that in, I was vomiting. I said, what did you give me? And she said, Demerol. I'm like, I have this red band. And she's like, well, we gave you this tramadol the last time and you were fine. I'm like, no, I wasn't fine, which is why I have this red band. And then my next question was, what doses did you give me? She said, 10 cc's. I said, how much do you give everyone else? She said, 12 cc's. I'm like, well, that's not half. Did anyone read my chart? So I was sick for a week after that. And I had to then get all of that stuff out of my body. And so again, it was a protocol. This is what they normally do. This happened and this is what they did. And that's how they responded. They didn't read my chart. They didn't listen to what I said before I went under. And guess who had to suffer? Me. So your doctor isn't necessarily going to be this miracle doctor that just does what he needs to do. And you're better, especially if you're not listening to your body and they're not listening to your body and they think that you're crazy when you say stuff, which most doctors do, they think that I'm crazy, but I've lived in this body for 55 years. I think I know what is making me feel bad and what I stay away from. And so this is why I stay away from a lot of medications because my body does not respond well. And, you know, when I went through my cancer treatment, they literally handed me a number. I was 235. So I wasn't treated like I had feelings because I had cancer 
during COVID. So a cancer diagnosis and all the emotions that go along with this process is hard enough for you to wrap your mind around, but then have it during COVID and they tell you to bring someone with you, but then they won't let that person go back with you. So is in a room alone for hours during this. And I'm going to tell you that I don't recommend it. It was really hard to not have someone be in that room with me. And and then when I felt like I was alone, I would FaceTime either my mom or my boyfriend, but I, I still felt alone. And I was like, WTF, where is the humanity in cancer and sitting in a room waiting to find out if the cancer had spread to your lymph nodes after you just had a double mastectomy and you're in this room alone. It was quite a year of illness for our family. While I had all of these wonderful people in my corner, I was in a hospital alone by myself. When you need people the most, this is when you need people to be with you, to just be able to touch someone, to be able to hug someone. And then my daughter's dad had kidney failure and he died alone in a hospital room. No one was in there with him. He spent a lot of time alone those last days. And I think how horrible was that for him to not have the people that he loved around him. She was not able to see him before he went on a ventilator. No one even thought to have her FaceTime him while he was in the hospital. And it's a lot for me to take on and think about and process as an adult. I can't even imagine how my 16-year-old felt processing that both of her parents were having a serious illness at the same time. During her senior year, no less, at one point she said to me, all of my friends are having fun and celebrating and thinking about what they're going to do and going on college visits. And I'm worried that one of my parents is going to pass away. And she thought it was going to be me. And it ended up being her dad. So my heart just broke for her as I was going through this. And I couldn't even be there for her because there were days that I couldn't even get out of bed by myself. I needed help to take a shower. I needed help to walk to the bathroom and empty the drains that were coming out. And she was going through all of this. It's it's painful. It's a painful learning experience for both of us. And I'm hoping that sharing this will bring awareness and also what questions to ask. I don't want anyone else to have to endure such a harsh lesson and let your kids endure that lesson. So we did a podcast with her um, a couple of weeks ago, just letting her know like how she was feeling through all of this. And I know that she held a lot back. It was her first time being on a podcast, but I'm so proud of her for doing that and sharing what she was thinking. And these days we need to work in collaboration with doctors and take some of the responsibility ourselves, but also not give away your power and just putting it all in the doctor to tell you what to do. We need to listen to our bodies. We need to talk to our families. And one healthcare provider only knows so much. I only know so much. The doctor I was seeing only knows so much. There are other doctors that know and do holistic approaches that don't do the Western medicine, give you a pill for every ill. So me collaborating with all of these healthcare providers was eye-opening. And think about the things where four eyes are better than two, two heads are better than one, right? So the more people you have collaborating and you start listening to your gut, to your instincts and trusting ourselves, who knows you better than you, right? So if we want better outcomes, we need to listen. We need to listen to ourselves. Our healthcare practitioners need to listen to us and what's going on with us. And even better, don't wait until you get sick to go to the doctor. You can look at these tests. You can actually step into taking responsibility of your health and ownership, not so much 
that we wait till we're sick. And, you know, some of us don't even go to the doctor very often. And again, if you grew up in my era, you don't go to the doctor unless you're sick. But there are labs that you can run now to see what your body needs. Are you low in vitamin D? Are you low in vitamin D? Do you have toxic heavy metals in your body? What can we give you to get those toxins out of your body? Should you be changing your water? These are all things that you might want to know first. We don't have to go to the doctor as often because you're not going to be getting sick because you're taking preventative action and you're learning what is going on in your body before you get sick. And that's where being in partnership with your doctor or someone like me, an oral health coach, an integrative integrative health practitioner, um, other healers. I know that my daughter loves energy healers. All of these people can be in your circle. And when we work together, we're able to optimize health. Yes, it costs money to see these practitioners, but a lot less than a chronic illness if you can prevent it. My breast cancer cost over $150,000. Did I pay it? No, I was lucky that I had insurance, but there was out-of-pocket expense. There was probably $25,000 on me out of my pocket. That would have been a nice trip to take with my family, right? So when we can truly optimize our health, you can do anything you want in life because when you feel amazing, you wake up with energy that lasts throughout the day. You don't have this brain fog. You don't wake up with chronic pain. You don't need a nap in the afternoon, which I was needing. How amazing would that be? Able to do exactly what you want and get things done in the day because you have enough energy and you feel amazing. Even taping my mouth shut at night so I could breathe better and getting more oxygen, that made a difference. So all these things that I've been doing have made such a difference. And I'm just going over a little bit of the things that I did. But when you've got things going on with your health that are slowing you down, you're not feeling right, you have low energy, you have joint pain, maybe you have stomach pain, you have gut issues, you're not breathing well, you're not sleeping well, all of these hinder your ability to focus and make decisions. And you need to make the best decisions when you're going through this, but we're not thinking clearly when we're sick. So it makes it difficult to make good decisions and know what questions to ask and even know who to ask, especially if you've got issues with the gut brain connection, and that can definitely cause brain fog, headaches, et cetera. So we need to kind of look at our attitude on our health and look at our health as being our greatest asset. And we need to treat it like any other asset, our house, our car. Think about what we do with our car when the maintenance lights go on, we get the oil changed. When we need new tires, we don't even think about putting new tires on because we don't want to drive our car because it's not safe. But we get one body and our body is as equally as important as our car or our house. Our house doesn't give us warning lights when something's going to go wrong, but our car definitely does. And our mouth actually gives us warning signs of what's going on in our body. And when we don't take care of that, then what happens if we don't invest in our health and what we're putting in our body, that's an investment into our future, just like our car. And we're going to have more than one car throughout our lifetime, but we only get one body. And when you treat it as an important asset and give it what it needs, in turn, it will give you what it needs. And you can figure out which people are the people to collaborate with and guide you through the success of being healthy. It's a health journey. And you don't have to know all the knowledge yourself. You can work with people that can guide you. And it doesn't even have to cost you money if you want to take the time to do the research, 
right? Everything is figure outable. Everything is Googleable. And you can also find stuff on YouTube. So a lot of the people that I paid to help me, I paid to get a quicker response. But if I followed a lot of these people and listened to their podcasts and watched their YouTube videos, they told me the same things. It just would have taken me longer to read through all that. So if you don't have the money, you can search it. It's all out there. Health partnerships allow you to just get there faster and live your best life. So what questions should you ask yourself? Ask yourself, do you feel like your health is an asset? How do you want to live? Do you want to live longer? Are you living your best life now? Are you healthy right now? What is your health worth to you? Do you have the time? What are your health goals? Do you even have health goals? Have you even thought about your health? These are all questions that you should ask yourself. And then let's talk about how you collaborate and how you find partners to help improve your chances of achieving the goals that you have for your health. Whether your goal is to lose weight, to optimize your health, to live longer, to not be foggy, just to feel better, to not be achy, finding the right people to help is key. So the reality is in our world today, the average North American spends about 10 years at the end of their life in a nursing home where they no longer have quality of life. 10 years is a long time. What if you could get those 10 years back and live healthy, not in a nursing home? That's where health partnerships can help you. Maybe you live the end of your life better. Maybe you live the end of your life being able to build memories with your family instead of being sick in a nursing home. So collaborating can give you increased accountability, increased support, and also make you feel like you're not alone. You get to figure out what path is right for you. You're not going to just Google it on the internet and search for things. If you're struggling with your health and you have a health issue and you're trying to figure it out and you're trying to do it on your own, this also puts yourself in a stress state. And when you're stressed, you have more inflammation in the body and it actually creates more issues. So stress is not good for anyone. And when you're not sure if you're doing the right things in the right way, that stress state doesn't heal your body. You can't heal very well in stress. You're not sleeping very well in stress. Your immune system is compromised and it starts to shut down depending on how stressed you are. So, you know, when you can find someone that can guide you into these next steps of what you need in your health journey, you can relax in the process. You can feel supported and you can help optimize your immune function and help your body start healing to help sleeping better because we actually heal while we're sleeping. And if you're not getting into that REM stage, that third or fourth stage, your body's not healing. So it might make you be more at ease if you know that it's a combined effort. Everybody is working towards the same goal, depending on what your goal is. And more ease means less stress. So if you're feeling more inspired to stick to the protocol and the plan you've created, someone can help you with that. Our medical industry is so overwhelmed that mainstream doctors don't really have enough time to sit and listen to you. You can tell when they've checked out and they're not listening to you. So that's where integrative practitioners are amazing. I work with Kelly Shockley. I interviewed Melissa Dealey. Both of these practitioners can help you 
get the test that you need and give you some direction. They can support you and connect with you between appointments. They can help your mainstream doctor. They can help give you peace of mind. They can help you know what questions to ask. They can help you know what is deficient in your body. I know working with Dr. Shockley gave me peace of mind. Are are my cancer numbers going up? Are they going down? Can I tweak my diet? You know, I freaked out when they went up and she's like, it's okay. We just need to reel your diet in, get more control. And I can't tell you the peace of mind that gave me and the stress, just the stress alone made me feel better. Because when I went for my year checkup at Northwestern, they don't do blood work. They don't tell you how you're doing. She pretty much looked at me, felt my boobs and said, okay, I'll see you in six months. How do you know the cancer hasn't spread? How do you know I'm not deficient in anything? How do you know what's going in my body? They don't. Had I not had Dr. Shuckley, I don't know where my mental state would be right now. So you can go ahead and Google her. You can look her up. I have done a podcast with her. I've done one with Melissa Dealey. And again, being proactive and getting these tests of specifically what I need for my body, both before and after the cancer has been amazing. So if you'd like more information, I invite you to join my community. There's a link in the show notes. You can get your questions answered. We're going to start getting more people in that can talk live. And being in a community is really priceless. That's something that I've learned over these last couple of years. I'd love to see you join the community, collaborate with me, access more resources, get you into a larger network of people that can help you. Not only are there resources in terms of information, it definitely gives you more access to knowledgeable healthcare professionals. If you have kids and you're struggling with their behaviors and they're struggling, they're learning at school, I can also help evaluate you for myofunctional disorders, help them. Practitioners can run lab tests. We can see if you're deficient in minerals. I can't, but those practitioners can. I stick in the myofunctional therapy. What's going on? Are you breathing? Where is your tongue? Okay. Most cavities, bedwetting, mouth breathing, a lot of these things are a tongue position. If the tongue is in the right spot, then a lot of these things can help themselves. So we're going to talk more about that as we go forward. It's just not mainstream about your tongue and your mouth. And as a dental professional, I didn't know how important your tongue actually was. I do know that now, especially if you're not breathing, if you're not sleeping, if you have imbalances in your gut, if you're having some food sensitivities, we have people that can look on the nutritional sides of things. Melissa has colleagues like Jackie Cinnamon. She does no problem parenting. And uh, Melissa calls her the child whisperer because she's fabulous with helping parents improve relationships and communication with their children. It really does become no problem parenting and it doesn't have to be a battle, right? None of this stuff has to be a battle. Cavities, cavities are the number one preventable childhood disease. And we've been told we need to brush and floss, but pH is a concern. Why is the pH out of balance? Because the kids are mouth breathing and their dry mouth. And why is that? Because their tongue's not in the right position because of... It usually started with feeding or something during pregnancy and not getting enough oxygen. That's where a lot of the ADHD comes from. A lot of the kids are having sleep disorder breathing, which is what my daughter was having. I've had it my whole life. And until I put my daughter through some of this, I didn't know that I had it myself. So this is definitely been a journey. If you're healing from breast cancer, there are support communities for that. I've gone through it. 
I um, have worked with Dr. Veronica, the breast cancer conqueror, right? There's also the breast connection. So there's all of these breast cancer people that I learned a lot of information. So by collaborating, we can increase the resources that we draw upon. So when you or a loved one have health issues, or you've gone through something like themselves, you can refer people to the healers that maybe helped you through your journey. So we can all work together. Plus, you might have remedies or suggestions or recipes that you can share in the group. If we share with each other based on our own personal experiences, everyone benefits. And that's where it's wonderful. You can help someone else. When you've gone through something and you've learned through yourself, it's natural to be able to want to share this. Right now, not everybody's going to do what I want to do. Everyone's going to be on their own journey. But listening to other people, there are things that I was like, oh, light bulb went on. I didn't even think about that. So it's not fun doing it all on your own. And we're not meant to do things on our own. We're meant to share information. We need that connection. And looking at things in another way, focusing on your physical health, your mental health, your mindset, that's all a partnership. And this might be a relatively new concept for some people. It's an important one and discuss your mental health and how it affects your physical health. I know after the cancer and they told me this was just your new normal, my mental health was terrible until I saw Jojo physical therapy. There's no way that I could have lived not being able to raise my arms and feeling this and working with physical therapy. I just felt the numbness go up. Do I still have numbness? I do, but it's much better than it would have been if I had not worked for him. And no one even told me that physical therapy was something that I should do after the double mastectomy and having the lymph nodes removed. Really important thing made a huge difference, not only in my mindset, but how I felt. I have sensory issues and I couldn't even put my arms down by my side because I couldn't handle how my arms felt touching my sides. So I was wearing long sleeves, so I didn't have to feel that. Can you imagine living the rest of my life like that? Because I couldn't. I blamed myself for the choices that I made for a long time. And that mindset didn't serve me well. Jojo also not only helped me with the physical therapy, but with my mindset. He was amazing. And I didn't know like people like him existed. I knew him for a long time, but not in that manner, not in that aspect. So we talk about the brain health gut connection. We talk about your physical health connection. We talk about how it impacts your mental health. And when you're sick, it impacts your mental health because you can't do the things that you used to. You can't be there for the people that you used to. You're now relying on other people. So your thoughts, they do make a difference. And what you focus on amplifies your thoughts. So if you're always in a fearful, stressful place, guess what's happening to your immune system? You're weakening. It can play havoc on your mouth health, your gut health, your sleep. 90% of all doctor visits are related to stress. And I believe my breast cancer was definitely related to stress. You know, I had what would have happened if my breast was different? I don't know. If my stress was less, may I have not gotten breast cancer? No one will really ever know. But we do know now that science is epigenetics. And it's a new science that we've been talking about more in the last 10 years. We now know today that our genes are only 10% of the equation of what happens in our body. And 90 to 95% is actually environmental and what is created inside of our body and the epigenetics and the habits that we have. So our environment with the food, what we put in our body, the toxins, what are we drinking, the things that we're saying to ourselves, these are all affecting what's happening in our body. So guess what? You get to choose to be proactive on your health, to learn what you can do, to learn what's going on with your genes so you don't turn on those things with your genes or you can turn them off with the things that you use. Our thoughts really do matter. You've probably all heard somebody say, I always have bad luck. Well, guess what? 
keep telling yourself you always have bad luck, you probably are going to have bad luck. And I know you've heard it. Some people believe it. Some people don't. But that's what's going to make things happen. And if you focus on that, then that's what's happening. Again, I've lived all this stuff. I have felt all this stuff. You don't have to believe me. But I made the switch. I started talking to myself differently. I started feeling better. My mindset was different. And there's a really deep connection between your physical health and your mental health and your mindset and how we talk to ourselves. I believe that now with everything that I've gone through. And it's really hard to balance your mental state if your gut is out of balance. Serotonin and dopamine are made in your gut. So if your gut health is not good, 90% of the serotonin made in your gut has to do with how we feel good and the neurotransmitters. So when your gut is out of balance, it makes sense that your mental state would be out of balance and you're not focusing or functioning at optimal health, which means that you're not producing the serotonin and dopamine. So even just smiling can increase your dopamine. Even if you look at yourself and smile or somebody smiles at you, you really have to think about it if you're not going to smile back. So think about it if you're not feeling good, what's going on, what's happening to those feel good neurotransmitters and how are they impacting you? Start to create awareness around your thoughts, the thoughts that you're having, what you're saying to yourself. Are they impacting you negatively? What are you putting out there in the world? And then don't dwell on it. Just change it. You could say to yourself, cancel, cancel, cancel. Like you put something out there and you're like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. Just say cancel, cancel, cancel and reframe it into something positive. Trust me, that takes a little bit of practice. I did not realize how much I was putting on myself how much I took on that other people were saying to me. And then I was repeating that stuff to myself. I'm not good enough. Who would follow me? Who would listen to me? What do I know? And I know that's not true. I know that what I'm offering is really important. And, and it's, it's easier said than done. It's easier to talk about it now. Wasn't so easy to do. I still have to think about it and do it on a daily basis. I still have to think about where is my tongue? How am I breathing? What am I saying to myself? What am I focusing on? Right? These are all things that now I'm aware of. So collaborating and combining new knowledge around our brain, around breathing, around functional medicine, around the fact that you have a choice of what you say to ourselves, right? Our brain and our ability to collaborate with functional medicine doctors and being able to do of this stuff in the comfort of your own home and just kind of figuring out what works for you, what doesn't work for you, listening to yourself, just taking some time to be quiet and listening to what works for you, where should you go? All of this stuff is going to allow you to optimize your health. And prevention is really important. And if we don't have that, and we're not thinking about that, what are we teaching our children? They actually pick up on what we're doing. They look at what our actions are more than what we're saying. So we could be telling them one thing and doing another. So what do you think they're going to believe? They're going to believe our actions. So creating good habits, what we say to ourselves, the actions that we take, collaborating with other healthcare professionals, other people, even just other moms, right? This is what's going to help us live better, feel better, live longer and live healthier. So let me know what you thought about this podcast, if you thought it was helpful. And as always, thanks for listening. Thank you for listening today. If something you heard made you smile, made you think, empowered you, awakened you, or left you feeling inspired, make sure you share this with a friend. Write us a review on iTunes so we can continue to change lives through this content. Make sure you tag us while you're listening on our Facebook page, Dental Hygiene 411, or hit the link in the show notes to join a conversation. Until next time, breathe through your nose and share a smile. After all, they're contagious.